One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. there. I'm Cindy Linden, and this is the Cook Along Podcast. I have realized over time what kind of recipes it is that I look for and that I make with you. People ask me, well, what's your specialty? What's your best recipe? What's your favorite recipe? And you know, I, I can't answer that question. But the bottom line really is there are certain recipes that I look for. They need to be really flavorful, they need to be stunning in their impact. I won't say in the way they look, because often they don't look pretty at all, but the way they taste needs to be stunning. And the most important component is apparently, for my interest to be maintained, they also need to be really easy to make. So most of the recipes that you find on the website, thecookalongpodcast.com, I have this scale that ranks them in difficulty from 1 to 10, and they're almost all of them 1s or 2s. They're just mostly really easy, and I think that's a great thing. I think it's important that, well, for me, you get to the results as quickly and easily as possible, because I like eating them almost as much as I like cooking them. Today's recipe is the result of wishing to be able to make something that my grandmother made that was just too hard and too much work. I made it one time, and I've never gone back, and that is a lemon meringue pie. She had a recipe that is very lemony, and I feel terrible and I, because I feel like I should be able to do this, and I'm sure I could. I just don't want to. That's the truth of it. But the time I did make it, I didn't have stellar results because meringue is tricky. And to me, the meringue is just too much work. Now, I know a lot of you who are probably bakers are going to scoff at me for that. But I just don't want to work that hard and then have it weep. I mean, you do not want your dessert to weep. That's not okay. So kind of I think I have this subconscious eye out for something that would be a lemon pie that would be easier to make and still satisfy that lemony thing and that sentimental attachment to a lemon pie my grandmother used to make. That's <laughs> so ridiculous. It really bears no connection to reality. But I was reading through A Cook's Country and found a recipe. No, actually what I found was a photograph. And if you're familiar with Cook's Country, you know exactly what I mean. I found a photograph that I went, oh, what is that? Because it looks so good. And it turns out that it's called Lemon Icebox Pie. 
So this hit all the right notes for me, if as you can imagine, because in addition to being a lemon pie, it also looks really easy to make, and it has ingredients that I love and that jumped out at me as being a cool way to use them. So that's where we're at today. Cook's Country Lemon Icebox Pie. Now, just so you know, this pie is very easy to make, but it isn't quick because there are a number of stages at which things need to sit or chill. So give yourself plenty of time. You're not going to make it at 3 o'clock in the afternoon and have it for dinner. It has to chill for several hours, kind of in the middle. It serves eight people. And here's your ingredient list. Nine whole graham crackers. So that's the whole sheet. Three tablespoons of sugar and five tablespoons of butter. The recipe recommends unsalted. I am going to use salted butter because I really like the little zip of the salt in a graham cracker crust, which is, of course, what those things are going together to make. You need two cans of sweetened condensed milk. And that is the ingredient that caught my eye because I love sweetened condensed milk. I can eat it with a spoon. I don't. I do clean up the can once I've emptied one, but I don't eat it with a spoon. You need three large eggs from which we're going to extract the yolk. Three quarters of cup plus two tablespoons of lemon juice. At about two tablespoons per lemon, it's about five lemons. Or I'm going to cheat today and use lemon juice from a bottle just because, though I have the lemons, I kind of want to hang on to them until I have something that also uses the lemon zest because you can't really keep the rinds and zest them once the lemons have been juiced. And because it's a shortcut, I believe in shortcuts and it makes the whole thing easier. You need a cup of heavy cream, that's whipping cream, and a half teaspoon of vanilla extract. As you can see, there are not very many ingredients in this. And here's the coolest thing. There's no meringue. You don't have to mess with egg whites and trying to whip them and getting to hold together and baking it and all of that. You only need to make a whipped cream topping, which, here's another cool piece, you do using some more of the condensed milk. That seems like a cool idea to me, to sweeten it with the condensed milk. I've never done that. I usually sweeten whipped cream with a little sugar and put in maybe a little vanilla. This is going to do kind of the same, only maybe better. I'm kind of excited to find that out. Your equipment is a 9-inch pie plate, a dry measuring cup, because we're going to use that to press the graham cracker crumbs into the pie plate. You need a wire rack. You need a whisk, well, kind of a medium-large bowl. And then to make your whipping cream, you need a mixer. Now, the recipe specifies a stand mixer, but I don't see why you couldn't use a hand mixer just as easily. But you need it to have a whisk attachment on it so that you can whip the cream. That's all the equipment, and the only do-ahead, really is to preheat your oven to 325 degrees. Well, first move your rack to the middle of the oven. You don't want it too far down or your crust is going to be overdone. You don't want it too far up or it's going to be underdone. You want it in the middle so it'll heat evenly. Heat it to 325 and then don't put anything into it. You want to do that ahead because it should heat up for an additional 10 to 15 minutes probably so it's all evenly heated in there. And if you're using real lemons instead of 
the stuff out of a plastic container like I'm using, although I did make sure it's 100% lemon juice, okay, just in case you're worried about me, you will want to have and squeeze your lemons so you get three quarters of a cup plus two tablespoons of lemon juice. Cook's Country is one of those places that experiments in order to try to find the best version of a recipe. So it may be somebody else's recipe they're messing with or a restaurant recipe that they're trying to make possible for a home cook. They're modifying things to make the very best version of things for the home cook. This one, the author is Carolyn Purpura McKay, and she tried several versions of it. And this is, of course, the final one and the one that we're most looking forward to for that reason. And she says in her final paragraph that the pie features a crisp crust, a sweet tart filling with a cool, creamy texture and an ethereally light whipped topping. Now, if it hadn't already jumped out at me, that would be enough to convince me I should at least try this. I'm glad you're willing to give it a shot with me, or at least listen to me, to see whether I make a mess of it, or I make a jewel for future to leave for my kids. So let's get to going with this crust. Oh, golly, there's one more piece of equipment that I should have mentioned. It's easiest to do this in a food processor if you have one. If you don't have one, you can also do it just by rolling the graham crackers out on a cutting board or something where you can get a rolling pin in there and just roll over them until you get a fine crumbs. I'm going to use my food processor and you process the cookies or graham crackers rather. They're more like cookies, aren't they? and the sugar at the same time. Nine of these crackers is in my box, which is a store brand from Kroger, exactly one pack of graham crackers, which is convenient. And I am breaking them up into smaller squares so that they will process more evenly. So I'm breaking them into about one inch squares, all nine of them. You know, now that I'm thinking about this, I would find it really wonderful if you have a recipe that came down from your grandmother that you still make or that you've modified to make easier or have more current ingredients in them. If you have such a thing that you're interested in sharing on the Cook Along podcast, would you please contact me? There's a contact page on my website, thecookalongpodcast.com. You just send me a message that says you have a recipe you'd like to tell me about, and that would be really cool. And I could make it on my show. So reach out if you know something I should know about from your family's history. Graham crackers are all broken up, and then we're going to add three tablespoons of sugar to that. I find that I am running out of utensils because this is my third recipe today. Earlier, I made these fabulous strawberry drop biscuits. They're just incredible. They're on the website or in your podcast feed. They are so yummy and incredibly beautiful. Anyway, I did that, and then I made a slow cooker dinner of something I'm still working on that I'm thinking of calling margarita chicken, but that one's not ready yet. And now I'm into this one, and all my measuring cups and my measuring spoons in particular are in the drying rack. You know, I could dry it, 
but you don't want to stick one that's even got a memory of having once been wet into your sugar container because you know what that'll clump everything up and you won't even know why it happened or when it happened. I guess I can't do this many recipes in one day and have it all come out well. <laughs> okay, I'm going to process this now with the sugar and the graham crackers together. I'm going to put it on high and it should only take a minute, but it's going to be loud. That was really, really loud, but it didn't take long. Now we have a very fine dust of graham crackers and sugar. Now the butter. We want five tablespoons of butter, whichever kind you're using, salted or unsalted. There is no other salt in this recipe. I'm just saying that if you want the salt to brighten things up a little, the crust is the place to do it, even though the recipe doesn't really ask for it, and she supposedly tried several versions. I guess I don't trust her. Isn't that awful? I am going to use salted butter. I just am. And I am putting my five tablespoons into a ceramic bowl that has a lid. And I'm going to put it in the microwave. I'm just at this moment thinking about my grandmother and her lemon meringue pie. And how I am doing this today, not only with an easier recipe, but also with modern appliances she could never have conceived of. Isn't that interesting? So the food processor that makes doing those cracker crumbs so fast and so easy, although her pie used a regular pie crust, not a graham cracker one. And then the microwave oven, you know, she would have had to melt the butter on the stove. It's just interesting how cooking has changed. So I'm putting this with a lid on it because I've learned that that's the fastest way to melt the butter. And meanwhile, I need to get out my 9-inch pie plate. Yes, I told you to do it. That doesn't mean I did it. And I'm putting my sugar away because we're actually done with that. All the sweetness of the rest is going to come from the condensed milk. I just started my toaster oven to preheat to the 325 because I'm going to try it in there. It's kind of a hot day. And aside from the fact that I already had my oven on today to cook those strawberry drop biscuits I told you about, I don't think I want it on anymore now that it's getting to be afternoon. So the thing about melting butter is if you don't watch it, it will bubble over. I don't know how many times I have had that happen that I have just assumed it was going to be fine and put it in the microwave oven and it got too hot and bubbled right up over the top of the bowl and all over the turntable, making a huge mess. So keep your eye on it. That's just an FYI if it's not too late. Mine is now out of the oven and I am pouring it now in with these graham cracker crumbs. And then we just need to pulse it a few times. We don't need to do a ton. I'm going to turn it back down and use the pulse thing so that it comes together into something we can manipulate. It's kind of moist enough to do something with. Yeah, that should do it. Now here's the funny part. I find it funny because this is another thing my grandmother would never have thought of. At least I don't think she would have. So now we pour all of these graham cracker crumbs into the pie plate we've got sitting here.
And what we want to do is press them so that they are kind of even. If you like cooking, you've probably seen this done on videos online. We're going to use a measuring cup, but not to measure anything. We're going to use it as a press so that all of the crumbs get pressed into the same depth and pressed up the side a little bit. So get a measuring cup and just flatten out those crumbs with the bottom of the measuring cup. And then as you go around, what we want to do is try to keep the crust from getting too thick in any one place. And that's not only on the bottom, but also on the sides. So you're using the bottom of the measuring cup to push that crust up along the sides. It will also keep really deep spots of crust from developing in the place where the bottom meets the side. You know what I'm talking about? Because it curves there. It can be really dense when you finally cut the pie. There's this big kind of wedge of crust right where the bottom met the sides. This also hopefully will make it hard enough that I can move it without it falling apart. It also makes it prettier than if you did it with your fingers. Not that that's important because we're going to cover it up with filling still. Once it's all flattened out and the sides are about even... Then we pop it in that preheated oven for about 15 minutes. And in theory, what's going to happen, the butter will make it all come together in a, something a little more solid, and the sugar will crystallize and melt and not only make it taste good, but also make it stay a little crisper and a little more intact. So it should smell good and be beginning to brown when we take it out. I'm going to go away and let you do that. Mine is going to do that. When it comes out, set it on a wire rack to cool. That's going to take probably about, oh, half an hour, I'm thinking. And then we also want to turn up the heat on the oven because we're about to do just a few minutes of baking of the filling as well. When your crust has about 10 minutes left to cool, come on back and we'll make the filling. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The crust has now kind of cooked itself into something pretty stable and solid. And I have nine minutes left for it to cool. And hopefully yours is either at least that cool or more than that cool. And we're going to start with the next step. So you need a bowl for this one. That was my bowl, yes. And a whisk. And we're going to open the condensed milk. Mine has a pull top. See, look at all that good stuff on the lid I can eat later. And into a little bowl of some sort, you want to scoop three tablespoons of that condensed milk before we do anything else. You want to take out three tablespoons to save in a little bowl because that is what's going to go into our whipping cream in a bit. You know what? I always have preferred whipping cream on a lemon pie. Meringue is not only hard to make, but really just not as luscious to my mouth as a whipped cream. All right, now we need egg yolks, three of them. So your three eggs at this point need to be separated with just the yolks going into this bowl. Now, if you want to, if you have a use for it, you can save the whites and find something else to do with them later. But you just crack the egg over the place where you want the whites to go. And then open it gently and let the whites trail off and then toss the egg yolk back and forth between sides of the shell until the white has run off. The other thing you can do is just put it in your fingers, except that gets messy-er. Once you have just the yolk left in the shell, you can drop the yolk into the bowl that you're gonna make your lemon filling in. And you just need to repeat that, whoa, three times. I almost lost the yolk that time and almost came out with the white. Get off as much of the white as you can. But I find that eventually my yolk starts to break And at that point, you just take what you got. There's the last one. All right. Now I have these whites, and I don't, in my head, have any immediate thoughts about how to use them. I'll probably keep them in the fridge for a couple of days in case something does occur to me. Now the rest of the condensed milk from the can we already opened is going in with the egg yolks. Actually, I'm going to whisk those a little bit first. That might make them combine with the milk a little more easily. All right, now it's going in. It's so thick. You know, you can make dolce de leche out of this just by boiling the can. Well, it's not quite that easy, but almost. Don't try it without looking it up, okay? But you can totally see why it would be yummy as a dolce de leche because it's so thick and rich that it almost feels like caramel sauce already. And that leaves just a tiny bit in the can that I can't get out with a spatula that I will have to clean out with my finger. And, of course, there's no way then to get it in the bowl, so I guess I'll just have to eat it. Can number two goes in there also. The whole can this time. 
Mine's been around my house for kind of a while. I don't know if it gets thicker as time goes on, but it kind of seems like it might. And you can kind of feel the sugar by the time you get to the bottom. All right, I think that's the best I'm going to get it cleaned out. And anyway, I want to leave myself a few little tidbits to clean up with my finger. I'm cleaning off my silicone spatula on the side of the whisk, and now we're just going to whisk it together. And that's a little bit of a, an exaggeration, because this milk is so thick, it's not really going to whisk. But what you're doing is blending it together till it's smooth. And beautiful, look at that. Okay, the next thing, that three quarters of a cup plus two tablespoons of lemon juice, which I'm just squeezing out of my container. <laughs> it kind of isn't a great container. It looks like a, oh my goodness, there goes the whole bunch of it. <laughs> well, that wasn't even, that was a half a cup in that container. Okay, that was lame. Well, I still have a little Minute made, which I haven't been able to find in my store lately, so I'm going to use that to supplement up to the three-quarter cup amount. There we go. And then I'm adding two tablespoons. Now what we're going to do is slowly stir the lemon juice into this egg and condensed milk thing we got going on. I'm just going to kind of keep whisking it as I pour. You know what? I'm going to have to stop because it's not mixing in. The bowl's just spinning, which now smells wonderful. If your oven isn't back on and heating up to 375, it needs to be. So I just turned my toaster oven back on. A little more lemon juice, a little more whisking. Oh, I splashed out some lemon juice. There went one of my extra two tablespoons. Hi, yeah, yeah. Well, there's no way to measure how much that really was. So I'm just going to ignore it. And you might want to stir a little less vigorously in order to keep it from splashing out. Now the last part of it. There goes the rest of the lemon juice in. That beeping you hear is telling me that my pie crust has now been cooling for 35 minutes. Which is perfect because now I have this filling ready to go. We are going to pour this. I'm going to taste it first. Mm. I probably shouldn't because it's got raw eggs in it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. That'll do. Mm-hmm. Now this mixture we just made, we're going to pour into the pie crust that's now ready for us. It's not completely cool, but it's barely warm. I'm going to trust that it'll be okay. I think the trick is that we don't want it so warm that it could cook the eggs that we put in here. Now, the uh, person who came up with this version of this recipe tried several versions, and many of them were just refrigerated at this point. And she decided that it really was too goopy and not as set as she liked it. So she moved some ingredients around and changed some proportions and then decided that she would bake it just for a few minutes. So your 375 degree oven is going to receive this pie and it's gonna cook in there for 15 minutes. Now that the filling is in there, you may wanna kinda of gently, very gently jiggle it around so that it flattens out at the top. And then it's just going into that oven. You wanna take it out when the edges are beginning to set 
but the middle is still jiggly if you shake it. And at that point, get it out of your oven, put it back on its wire rack to cool, and it needs to cool for an hour. So the next few instructions are these. Bake it for 15 minutes, see if it still jiggles in the middle, take it out, cool it on the wire rack for an hour. Once it's not hot anymore, put it in your refrigerator. And you're just going to leave it there. This is the part I warned you about at the beginning. At least three hours or up to a whole day before we can put the topping on. While we're waiting for the pie to chill, we also want to put the three tablespoons of condensed milk that we saved out. Let's put that in the fridge so it'll stay cold and that way it'll incorporate into the whipped cream better. And ditto if you feel like encouraging your cream to whip more easily. Put your mixing bowl and your whisk attachment both in the fridge or if you got space in the freezer and that will help it whip when we're ready. When you're ready for the topping, you can come on back and I will tell you what to do with the rest of that condensed milk you've got and the remaining two ingredients. All right, my friends, all that waiting's about to pay off. I'm taking my refrigerated bowl and whisk attachment and attaching them to my mixer. And into the bowl, actually, you know what? I should put things in before I attach it. How about that? That'll be easier. We're going to put a cup of heavy whipping cream and the three tablespoons of reserved sweetened condensed milk into the bowl of the mixer. And then the third and final ingredient, which is a half a teaspoon of vanilla extract. Now I'm putting the bowl on the mixer. And we want to just start it kind of slow. We don't want it to beat just yet because we have to mix these things together. So start it out kind of slow. Increase the speed just a little bit so that they mix up. Want to get it just a little bit foamy. And that means that they're mixed up together. And then we're going to increase the speed to high. And this is going to happen for one to three minutes. We're looking for soft peaks to form. Soft peaks means that when you turn the mixer off and lift up the mixer out of the whipping cream, there will be mountains that form with a peak that sort of flops over just a little bit. It's not stiff peaks, it's just sort of floppy peaks. And the only way to find those is to test it every once in a while when you see that the cream's kind of looking whipped. I'm gonna take mine all the way up to high. And you can go away because this is so loud. You go ahead and do this. Just pick up your whisk attachment out of the whipping cream every once in a while and see what kind of peaks you get from what's there. And now the final step before eating. Get your pie out of the fridge and set it somewhere safe and flat. It looks pretty right now. And we're going to just take the whipped cream that we just made and using a silicone spatula, we're going to scoop this whipped cream. Mm. 
Oh. Oh, my. I'm cleaning off the beater, of course. Mm. Oh. This is much sort of silkier and creamier and sweeter mm. than my usual whipped cream. Holy smoke. I, uh, I'm supposed to be spreading. I don't want to waste any of this. So just hang on a minute. Oh, yeah. Wow. Hmm. Okay, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Silicone spatula. Scoop it out of that mixing bowl and onto the top of the pie. Beautiful. Oh, yeah. Wow. It's got kind of the sheen of a nice meringue before baking. Which is, I suppose, that condensed milk doing that, since that's the only kind of unusual ingredient here. Once you get it all out of the bowl and onto the pie, you now just want to spread that around over the top and make it look pretty. It's going to make a nice thick topping. Spread it up to the crust, not over it. Okay, wowzer. Oh yeah, this is truly lovely. This is so pretty. You can make fancy swirls or something in the whipped cream if you want. It doesn't need it. The whipped cream itself is glorious. It's rich. You can tell it's a little denser than your usual whipped cream, which will be nice on this pie. Really nice on this pie. If you want to, you can stick it back in the fridge if it's not quite time yet. But that was the last step. And yes, this is ready to eat. And I recommend you do so. Boy, this looks good. I can't wait. I can't wait to try this. As usual, pictures, ingredient list, and everything else you might need is on thecookalongpodcast.com. I hope you will visit it. I hope you will write me a note about your favorite family antique recipe. And until next time, happy cooking! softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can make a contribution through the supporter link on every Cook Along podcast page or go to Ko-fi ko-fi.com slash the cook along podcast. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening.